Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita J, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Wednesday, May 16, 2018, and it is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 60, the very first paragraph, which begins, many of us explained. I think it's exclaimed. And we are reading only one paragraph and commenting on it. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Cordelia W., the OA 12 Traditions, Esther F., and readers of the text this morning are Susan H., Rachel W., and, if needed, Lisa B. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 15th, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 11,416, 11416. And for the 10 a.m., 11,418, 11418. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Cordelia W. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning. This is Cordelia W., a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. These are the 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Cordelia W. And I'll now ask Esther F. to read OA's 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such at never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. 
Today we're resuming our study of the big book, and we are on page 60, the very first paragraph. Comments only on that one paragraph. And I'll ask Susan H. to begin reading for us. Good morning. Thank you, Anita. This is Susan H., a recovered compulsive eater in Ohio. Uh, okay. Many others exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. I'm so glad I was lucky enough to be able to read this and consider it. Um, this is something that I return to frequently. Uh, I return to that line probably every day, claiming spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. This comforts me because I am so far from perfect. Um, I return to consider what I was like before I worked the steps to the best of my ability. The world I live in now looks very different. The problems that arise I can look at without despair and without a binge and know there is a higher power that cares about me without fail, just where I am today. That is real progress. I've learned to sit with discomfort and not panic. That is real progress. Uh, he does for me what I can't do for myself. He shows perfect acceptance. And when I continue to seek his will, grants me the power to carry it out. Um, I think that's all I have to share, and I will pass. Oh, thank you very much, Susan H., to uh, start us off. Now, who else would like to comment on that first paragraph on page 60? Janice. Amy G. Janice. 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 I I know none of this is in the correct order, and there's some voices missing. Let me show, tell you who I am. Janice and Dorita and Nessa and Nancy P and Larry and Vasa. And who's in the middle of that? Martin. Martha and who else? Paul. Well, just a minute. All these people talked before? Yes, Martha S. was first. Sorry. Okay. Denise C. Denise, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to stop right there because I, I've been too many and we'll get all confused. So we're going to do, because there'll be plenty of time, Janice. And uh, Dorita, did you speak? I oh, did. Denise. Okay. And... um uh, Martha S. will be the third. And Nessa, Nancy P., 
Denise and Vasa and Larry. Okay, everybody, let's hang on and let's start. Janice, PM, please go ahead. Janice, were you there or was that an imaginary voice? I I was there. You hear? I'm I'm telling you how wonderful you are. But <laughs> and I'm unmuted now. So thank okay. you so much, Anita J. Yes, um, I was there. I am here now. Okay. Um, <laughs> many of us exclaimed, "Oh, the emotions that I had! Oh my goodness, you don't understand me. I'm, you know, this, I'm that. I can't do all this work. You know, this is too much for me." Well, of course, you know, the paragraph is giving us, um, giving us hope. Don't be discouraged. You know, and it's so true. Don't be discouraged if you're new. You know, because it's a process. And the very first thing is no one, no one means zero, none of us are completely honest, are completely faithful, are completely hopeful. That's what we're talking about when we say, when the book says, um, perfect adherence to the principles of the steps. Because the purpose is to grow, to grow spiritually, grow spiritually and become an, you know, we'll never become um, above human, like we say. We're working towards an ideal, becoming more honest, becoming, you know, less critical, less tolerant. These are the principles that go with the steps. This is what we're talking about. The The only step that I am today, and hopefully I'll always never forget it, 100%, is the first step, which means I am a hundred percent powerless. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, when it comes to picking up that that certain substance uh, or anything, anything. Now that I know that I need a higher power, I am powerless. My life is unmanageable. That's the one hundred percent step, and I'm willing. Oh, I'm willing because I have a a twofold disease, a physical, which I'm powerless over, and other things, and a spiritual problem. So we're going to grow along spiritual lines, which means that um, it's the uh, principles of these steps. And these are guides because this is what the principles are spiritual. It's got nothing to do with the food plan. It's a spiritual, and that's going to... Um, be progressive if I work these every day. And thank you so much, Pat. Thank you very much, Janice. Uh, we're going to have Dorita next, then Kim G, and then you, Martha S. Dorita, please go next. Thanks. Thank you. Th- thank you, Anita J, for your service. Yeah, um, many of us exclaim, what an order, I can't go through with it. Um, the step that I feared the most was step five. Um, I knew maybe the, in step four, I knew maybe I could write write the things down and make an uh, inventory and uh, list everything. But that step five, you know, sharing it with another human being, um, I thought I could never do that. Um, but I did it. I did it, and I lived, I lived to tell a story. So um, I just want to encourage newcomers, anybody that's on the line that's new or struggling, you know, it is possible. Do not be discouraged, it says. Do not be discouraged. 
Um, no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. And the uh, reader talked about sitting with uncomfortable feelings. Yeah, um, I've learned to sit with uncomfortable feelings. You know, I've been, um, you know, um, maybe a resentment or maybe not quite a resentment. Or, yeah, a, a resentment uh, against, uh, like, some people in my family and then some OA people and, you know, they're not doing it right. You know, uh, they're talking about, you know, your program, my program, I know that it's only one program, and it's uh, outlined in the big book. And, you know, what's different is our approaches to working the steps. So that's my view, and I think I'm right. <laughs> Everybody else is wrong. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's crazy, but, you know, but the difference is that I know that, you know, um, you know, I don't always have to be right. And even if I am right, I can listen to other viewpoints. Um, so I'm just really grateful for this program. And then lastly, I just want to say I had a date yesterday, and the guy didn't show up. And, you know, so I sat with those uncomfortable feelings, and this program taught me to pause, you know, uh, pause and not go off on anybody, not just him, but just anybody in my life. Um, pause and do something different. And I'm just really grateful for this program because it saved my life. And it, you know, it saved a lot of relationships, too, um, because um, my relationships were all going downhill. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Anita J., for your service. Hey, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I'm getting this right eventually. We're going to have Amy G. and then Martha S. Amy, are you there? I am. Thank you. Yeah, I tried to get in. I, I wasn't very fast, right? I don't know if I kept going when others were. But thank you so much for hearing me. I appreciate it. My name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. So grateful to be on the line today. What an order. Like others have been saying, I, I, you know, I understand it and remember when I first came into the program to have heard those 12 steps listed in the beginning of the meeting and go, oh, my goodness, this is so much. You know, there's such a tendency for me as a, as a compulsive reader for extremism. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I have to take it in all at once. This is overwhelming. Well, first off, in the sentence, it says, I can't go through with it. Well, I've been told over and over again, especially when I came as a newcomer, that this is not an I program anymore. It's a we program. And that now I have a fellowship. And if I go to meetings and I get a sponsor and I work the steps one at a time, one day at a time, that this program will come to fruition for me and that I can see in whom the problem has been solved, that those who have recovered have done the same things and they felt the same way at the beginning. And the point that we are, grow along spiritual lines, the saying in the program is that we can only coast downhill. As long as I'm willing to trudge this road and continue to move forward and work these steps, put the food down and work these steps, as long as I'm willing to grow along those spiritual lines. That's, for me, what spiritual growth is. It is to surrender in step one and work these steps like my life depends upon it. And for me, it does. To me, that's spiritual growth. I mean, we just finished up with step 12. What am I doing? I'm trying to carry the message. That's how I'm growing on a daily basis. I'm working these steps, and I'm carrying the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. These are the instructions for a transformed life one day at a time. 
And that's what we do. I mean, we just read in the last page, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked for protection and care with complete abandon. This is what we do. We stand at the turning point and we say, what is the first step? For me, the first step was to admit powerlessness and that my life was unmanageable and that I needed help. And from there, I continued to take action by asking you all what it was I was supposed to do next and to be completely humble and be honest and willing to do what it takes to work this program and believe that as it had been, as others who looked at me and stood before me and said that they had recovered, that I could do the same. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Hey, thank you, Amy. Um, Martha S. Yes, good morning. Thank you, Anita, for your service. This is Martha S., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in upstate New York. I'm delighted to be able to join the meeting this morning. So for me, this paragraph talks about how we maintain. It says, um, oh, the third sentence, no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. So um, in recovery after step nine, living in steps 10, 11, and 12, I'm not going to be a saint. I'm never, I'm never a saint, certainly not when I first worked through the steps. But hopefully in recovery every day, I'm willing to grow along spiritual lines. If I'm really, I'm rarely really upset about anything anymore in recovery, but when I am, I'm grateful for the opportunity to grow along spiritual lines. Um, It's just spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Um, Sometimes I hear in in, um, meetings, progress, not perfection, but uh, for for me, that um, that gives me um, permission, I guess, to you know make make mistakes because I'm human. And uh, with step tens, I have the opportunity to uh, clean up those mistakes, clean house, and um, I don't have to be perfect, um, and I don't have to do everything perfectly. But I'm willing to take action every day in steps ten, eleven, and twelve. To um, and, and and all the rest of the steps, um, particularly step three for me, um, to grow along spiritual lines. So, so when I first worked through the steps, I just did the best I could at that time. I was honest as thorough as I could be, um, but I did have to have I did have to have entire abstinence. So when I hear progress, not perfection, that's not about the food for me. Um, I can't keep um, eating my red light ingredients and say, oh, it's progress, not perfection. I'll start again tomorrow. Um, I do need to have entire abstinence as described in the doctor's opinion. And having identified those red light ingredients with my sponsor and and have a food plan and that eliminates those red light ingredients, I'm not triggering the allergy of the body. And um, so I think that's all I have to share. My time is almost up. So thank you for the opportunity. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks very much, Martha S. Uh, Nessa, did I hear you correctly? Did you um, put your name out? Um, yes. Yes, Amida. This is Nessa R. Thank you so much. Um, right. My name is Nessa R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. What an order 
I um, I didn't take orders very well. Uh, I was convinced that um, I needed to la- run my life my own way because I was right and I knew best what was uh, good for me and what was good for everybody else, don't you know? Um, and I've learned in the program that um, I am allergic to sugar and flour and being told what to do. And even when I came into program, you know, the first few years, I was doing things my way, and it got me nothing. It got me absolutely nothing. Doing things my way brought me into these rooms. Um, it almost destroyed my body. It almost destroyed my family. Um, it almost destroyed my life. But even in program, I still kept doing things my way. Well, I need to do this, and I don't need to do that. Um, I can eat this, and I won't eat that. You know, um, which brings me to the, to the second point um, of what we just read today. Uh, we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Um, this has been taken as a slogan in some of the rooms that I visited in a way, um, where they refer to it as progress, not perfection. And so I hear people, and I was one of those people, um, that, well, you know, I have imperfect abstinence or my abstinence has been sloppy, but that's okay because progress, not perfection. And, you know, the big book says here very clearly, uh, spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So this refers to steps, you know, three to 12, not to step one. And the first thing that I learned is, um, a, I gotta listen to my sponsor, and when my sponsor says you need to put uh, the food down, you need to identify your trigger foods, your trigger ingredients, your trigger behaviors. Um, and there's no yellow food, there's no gray food. They're either black or white. They're either green or red. You can either either eat them or not eat them. Um, I have to start taking orders from her and listening to her in order to achieve what she had, because that's what I wanted. I was, I was uh, after, after nine years in the rooms, I was, I was really ready. I was really convinced that I had to do things a different way, because my way was not working at all. And once I did, remarkable things started to happen. Remarkable promises uh, came true for me. And it didn't have to take a long time at all. It actually didn't. It actually did, and I'm so glad that I learned to take an order and that I learned that it was spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection, um, but the food had to be 100% clean, and with that, I passed. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nessa R. Uh, Nancy P., and then um, Denise. Nancy, good morning. Hi. Can I be heard? Yes, Nancy. Hi. Thanks for um, letting me speak. So um, as a compulsive overeater of, you know, long um, history, I felt like I knew everything. And so, you know, I would go to these um, big book meetings, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and I would read something uplifting, and I would feel good, and then I would turn the page on the book, and I would, you know, and I would forget it, you know, or I'd, you know, finish the chapter, or the meeting would end, and I would go home, and I would never ever do anything. And, and on top of that, you know, everyone said, oh, the real recovery is in the, you know, in the book, in the big book. And I'd be sitting there thinking, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, you know, I was, I was both all knowing yet completely ignorant at the same time. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, you know, when I 
when I did try to, I went through this process once 13 years ago, and um, I thought all those years, I thought not only, you know, what order, we, you know, we can't, my, my attitude was, no way, good thing I don't have to go through with it, you know, That's what, that is actually what I thought. And because I couldn't imagine telling the secrets, telling the truth, never really believing that everybody was exactly like me. Everybody steals food. Everybody sneaks at night. Everybody lies to their family, spouse, children, whoever, about what they eat and when they're eating and how much they eat and all that. I thought I was the only one, even though clearly I had been in witness to people who had said the exact same thing. In addition, you know, I'd see people at meetings, you know, seemingly recovered and feeling good and, you know, and I'd say, why, how come them and not me? And it's because I didn't do the steps. But, you know, I, one thing that happened to me is when I came to vision broken and bruised, um, I thought, well, I was at least willing to try because I was really at the end of the road. And that's what this, that's, that's who we are as compulsive overeaters. We're the 10% that can't make it any other way. And all those years, I see that I was trying to make it another way, doing it my way, including, you know, spending the time to go through this process once before for three years it took me to go through. And um, I thought that if I was willing and I, and I did end up growing, then maybe I might be able to go through with it. And that's exactly what did happen. I, I was willing, and my sponsor was... Um, extremely matter of fact, but at the same time, very gentle. Like I was prepared to have it be, you know, a roto-rooter of my spiritual life, you know? And she was like, no, no, all you have to do is she specifically said, when I wrote my fourth step, she said, no talking about your fourth grade teacher or your high school boyfriend, only what's true today. And that's the key that I needed. Everything else is in the 10th step. So I was able to go through with it. I'm happy to say it worked, and I am now recovered. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nancy P. Was there a Denise? And if there was, after Denise will be Larry. Yeah, Denise C. from Georgia, a recovered compulsive overeater. Great. Thank you for mentioning my name. When I came to the rooms of OA, I was so defeated. I was so heartbroken. I was so down on myself. And I had reasons to be because I was told that if I didn't lose 100 pounds, that I would have to have major surgery. And I knew I couldn't do it on my own. And when I came to the rooms, I didn't say, oh, I can't do it. I said, oh, my God, I have to do it. And because it says uh, perfection, progress, not perfection, well, you have to realize that one of my character defects is perfectionism. So I was going to work this program to the best of my abilities. I was going to be perfect at it. And I know that there's no such thing as as being perfect, but my God, did I not try. I tried and I tried, and I finally calmed down because OA is a gentle program. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy, but it's a gentle program. And that's what my, when I kept listening online to try to find a sponsor, and I heard someone who had what I wanted, and I called her, she explained that to me, that um, I don't have to be so hard on myself. I can just gently work this program 
one step at a time and one day at a time. And that was such a relief for a person like me who always thought they had to do everything quick, fast, in a hurry, and perfect. And uh, OA doesn't require that of me. So I am glad that um, my abstinence has is 99.9%. It's not good enough. I know it has to be 100%, and that's how I work my abstinence. But this program, I work one day at a time, and I realize I can't be perfect because there is not but one that's perfect, and that's definitely not me. It's my higher power. So I pray to my higher power for strength. I pray, pray for my higher power to walk this journey. And I am thankful and grateful to my higher power for the fellows in the program that uh, envision, that helps me, that encourages me. They call me. They text me. I call them. We talk. I can step my way through this world. And I am so happy to have a program because that's who I am now. And it has changed me. It's made me a better person, not just in my eating habits, but in my relationships. When I listen to the traditions, I handle things in a different way. So thank you guys for being there for me, and I'm here for you. Call me if you need me, and I will definitely call you when I get to I not doing 100% of my abstinence. If I feel like I, I'm about to lose it, I'm going to make a phone call or pick up the telephone. And with that, I appreciate it, Anita, and thank you for catching my name. Have a great day. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, Larry and then Vata. Good morning, Larry. Oh, when the saints... Come on, Anita. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hi, Anita. No laugh. We don't laugh here. We don't laugh here at all. Well, our glum serious. This is serious business, Anita. <laughs> okay. um, Larry K. Recovered. Um, you know, no saints here. I'm not going to come marching in. So the, uh, you know, the, the, the steps are designed as a way towards, towards movement, right, towards a progression that leads us towards spiritual growth. And progress is, is, is impossible without change. And, and when we can't change our minds, we will be unable to change anything. And what I found personally was that if there was no struggle, there was no progress and struggle was going to be part of this. And putting the food down was not easy. It was a struggle for me. And we have to be willing to face a period of uncomfortability, but in the midst of that deep, you know, reservoir of uncomfortability was the beginnings of progress. And, and there was never a promise that working the steps, especially steps four through nine would be fun or easy, nor, you know, would, would doing so provide immediate uh, sense of relief and yet it was progress nonetheless. And I prayed for decades, maybe you have too, and I didn't receive an answer until I began to pray with action after action after action. See, when I began to pray with my legs rather than just my mind, change began to happen. There was a progression underfoot. And progress was not about enhancing what, what is, but advancing towards what will be that was progress and the one thing that was certain for me looking back we don't make progress in this program by standing on the sidelines you know there was you know waiting for an invitation to get in the game we make progress by having the courage to step onto the field without an invitation Un uncertain if we can make a contribution fearful we may be exposed vulnerable not sure if we have what it takes 
Only then, as we make a beginning, is God's grace revealed. You know, we can't think our way towards change. We act our way towards change. The progress happens one step at a time with courage. You know, man says, show me first, God, then I'll trust you. And my creator said, trust me, Larry, and I'll show you. Thank God with, for this, and thanks, Anita, for your service. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Larry. Uh, Vasa O, you will be next. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Anita, for your service. And Vasa Gripple, Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And yes, I remember when I read, you know, when I came to the program and hearing this paragraph, but I loved when I when I heard it. I was a very busy woman, and I remember feeling so overwhelmed with life. And what I was what I was doing already, and I remember saying, "How am I going to do all this?" You know, besides doing what I'm doing in my life. And I loved it when I heard this. Uh, what, an, what an order. I can't go through it. And I remember feeling like, like that, but it says, do not be discouraged. No, among, no one among us has been, to main, been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We're not saints. And I needed to hear that. I was a perfectionist. I was a prof- I have struggled with perfectionism my whole life, and what I realized at that time, you know, what I and what I heard from my sponsor, if you don't want to do this, Vasa, then you know you you're just going to get sicker and sicker. And I didn't want to get sicker and sicker, and I wanted to get well, and I was willing to go to any length. And working this program, it's like having a part-time job. Besides doing what I'm doing, I'm doing, and I came in 1986, and I've, you know, I've been here for many, many, many years, and it is a progress, not perfection, but the only perfect thing I needed to do is to abstain, to put the food down first, the food, the flour for me, and the sugar, and I remember I said, I mean, that was a torture for me. How can I put these foods down that I love? And I laughed and I bake and I cook and look at recipes. It was a torture. But again, do I want to live Vasa or do you want to die? And do it again one day at a time. And I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me with the food, number one, and then with the rest of the steps. And I heard this is a physical, it's a mental and spiritual program. I need it. I'm going to wrap it up. I know my time is coming up. It's, it's three level. It's like having a stool, you know, holding the stool with three legs. And I can't just work on the physical. And I did that before I came to the program. It never worked. I always went back to the food. So I needed to be spiritually fit, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for letting me share. And, I pass. and I'm so grateful to hear everybody's shares. And I pass. Thanks so much, Vasa. All right, four or five other names. Penny C. Penny. Nancy H. Debbie from Chicago. Okay, hold on a minute. Debbie from Chicago. Nancy H. from Massachusetts. Penny C. Who else? Marvin A. Laura Z. Oh, and oh, Rebecca, you always call late. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see if we get to you, Raquel. Thank you. It's not that 
It's not the ninety second oh. hour. It's okay. I love you all. Oh, oh, Thank all you. right. Okay, good. Penny, Nancy, Debbie, Maura, Kenzen, and perhaps Raquel. All right. Good morning, Penny C. Good morning, Anita. This is Penny C. Recovered compulsive overeater in the Boston area. This paragraph is so important, especially when I'm working with others. Uh, those first 100 who help uh, write this, these these pages with along with Bill Wilson, recognize that this is not an easy thing. Simple, not easy. We're told that very, very plainly. And now all we're finding out is that all we have to do is be willing. Willing. Well, that's not not, not a big order, really, if all we have to do is be willing. And, you know, I looked that up in how many times willing is in the big book. Willing is in the big book at least 50 times, and willingness at least another 50 times. And, and, well, that's between the big book and the AA 12 and 12, which, by the way, I refer to as the big book, volume two. Wonderful, wonderful essays on these steps in the 12 and 12. And so, you know, when people come to uh, the program and, and look at those steps, how often I've heard... Oh, I, oh I'm, I'm, I'm too fearful. Oh, it's going to take too long. I don't know that I can, you know, divulge all my, my secrets. And it doesn't say we have to do it perfectly. All we have to do is be willing. That means we just don't refuse to do it to the best of our ability. And so I just think, pointing out that, you know, with newcomers, I would suggest that we really, really emphasize this paragraph to let them know that the first people to to work these steps knew exactly what we were going to be thinking after we got to this point in in the big book. And with God's help, we can all do it. It's it's and it's so worth it. So worth it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Penny C. Nancy H. and then Debbie from Chicago. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Anita, and good morning, my fellow travelers. Um, This paragraph, when I first came to OA, uh, was a consolation to me because I thought it meant that our food didn't have to be perfect. We just aim at progress. And after 42 years of program, uh, it was pointed out to me, actually maybe three years ago, that it says here you maintain, nobody can maintain adherence to these principles. We are not saints. Point is, we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. We make spiritual progress. So that was, oh, forget this business of you can't have your food perfect. It's got to be perfect. And so for me, um, I, I think of that all the time now. I think of, am I living by these principles of honesty, hope, faith, courage, et cetera, et cetera? Um, if I am, that's, that's spiritual progress. Um, am I maintaining a contact with my higher power? Then is my relationship growing? That's spiritual progress. Many things come under spiritual progress, but it doesn't happen to be my food. And so when I first um, was being sponsored at the big, with the big book process, I kept saying when I was on step four and five, I don't know how I'm ever going to make my amends. I'm worried about this. I'm worried I'm going to go to jail for this. I was blah, 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 blah. 
was one big thing of worry, worry, worry. And my sponsor, every single time, said to me, and what step are you on? Well, I'm on step five. Well, why are you asking me and why are you worrying about step eight? You're not there yet. Step nine, you know, this is all going to come into place. And it did come into place when it was time. But I had to be willing to, to uh, you know, practice the principles I knew so far. Another thing about the principles is until after about 40 years in OA, I kept saying, what are these principles? What are these? And I never realized that the principles were what they were, you know, one for each step. And when I learned that, it was like, oh, now I can remember the principles. And every morning I asked the Holy Spirit to let me live by the principles of the program and not by Nancy's self-will run riot. So I'm still claiming spiritual progress, and I'm definitely not uh, I'm claiming absence of my binge foods and uh, compulsive behaviors 100%. So thank you for letting me share. I enjoy this meeting tremendously. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy H. Uh, Debbie and then Morrissey. Hi, my name is Debbie. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you guys that uh, are doing service, sharing and doing the readings, and thank you all for being here. <clears throat> I've been uh, coming on this call for about a week, and uh my current abstinence goal is just to let go of the sugar. Uh, and so if this is true, progress, not perfection. I've had seven out of nine days uh, sugar-free. Um, and I'm also a recovering alcoholic, so I know what the alcohol, uh, sobriety, 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 and uh, that's the only thing. And uh, no doubt there are people who say that with the food, too. But there's a part of me that doesn't believe that God is this gentle progress, not perfection. And that's that disease voice in my head that says, if you're not doing it perfect, you know, and I just start beating myself up. But that's not really useful either. Um, so I do have some willingness. Uh, I don't know if it's enough, but but it's what's here. And so part of my willingness is not to lie about my food because there's been times when I've lied to my food sponsor about eating, uh, and that feels like progress um, because if I keep stuff a secret, then I feel shame, and then I binge even more. Uh, I need a step sponsor, Um I got some feelings going on. I asked someone. I knew they weren't going to say yes, and they sent me some numbers. Uh, and so I got a lot of untreated. I've got some ACOA stuff going on. I don't want to trust anybody, but I know it's dangerous. I have a food sponsor. I know it's dangerous. And I'm at work, so I think there are times when you guys ask about sponsors or whatever, but sometimes I have to get off the call for work. So my prayer on this phone to all of those at the meeting, God, help send me a step sponsor and give me uh, the willingness to trust that you'll send somebody uh, who really does believe that it's progress, not perfection. You know, I've been fired by sponsors, you know. Um, so that's it. Thanks. Amen. What's the initial, what's the initial of your last name? R. R? Yep. Okay, thank you. All righty, from Illinois. 
Maura Z, followed by Tenzin P. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. Maura Z, recovered in Virginia, starting my timer. So we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So when I got to this page, I had, you know, just started the steps. I'm, I'm in step two here. And we're talking about claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. I was in OA for 15 years, believing in God and acting as if. You vanished in my life. life. Oh, okay. Well, can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Is it okay? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, we claim spiritual progress. Rather, so I was acting as if for, for 15 years. I believed in God, but didn't believe he was going to work in my life. And what I was finally told when I came into um, working OA in, in this particular method out of the big book with the 12-step guide um, was that right now where you're at more in step two, you are making progress as we're working towards step three. This is what is going on right now. This is the progress. You don't have to be perfect with anything in your life, in your program, except one thing, putting the food down. That I have to have perfection in. That's not progress over perfection. That's perfection. That's the only place I needed to be perfect. But when it came to spiritual growth, this was going to be progress. This was going to be not perfect. It was going to be I'm going to do the steps, as it was finally explained to me. The steps are going to lead me in my growth, in my journey of getting and keeping and growing a connection to my higher power. That's what this is all about. That's what these 12 steps are all about. And by working the steps and staying where I was, someone mentioned that earlier this morning, you know, stop worrying about step nine if you're doing step four. I just have to be where I'm at. And, and God will meet me where I'm at. And he has every step of the way, every single one of these 12 steps, he has met me where I'm at. And the spiritual progress has been miraculous in my life. I no longer doubt that he's in my life. I know he's in my life every single day because I have the miracles that abound to prove it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Marathi. Kenzin T., you are up. Good morning, everyone. Um, so grateful to be here and to hear the shares and this reading. Um, it's just really what I needed this morning. It, it is bomb to my soul. Um, um, what in order? I can't go through with it. Well, earlier this morning and last night, I was feeling very overwhelmed and somewhat hopeless by some of the character defects that I am seeing. One in particular that occurred yesterday and just important sidebar, I'm abstinent, grateful to be abstinent. I'm in my ninth step, working away at that. But yesterday, new doctor, the, the short version is the secretary uh, was, oh, you know, just go figure. I saw it as she was being short, vicious, bossy, unresponsive, and I had reactions. 
you know, and I felt so bad for um, the rest of the day. I did make amends um, before I left the doctor's office, but um, I felt very discouraged. I think that whatever that, just seeing my behavior more clearly uh, really triggered a lot. So um, it's very comforting um, to hear, do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence. We are not saints. But that's not an excuse, but it's an, it, I hear it today um, as this is very comforting to refocus that I am willing to keep growing along spiritual lines and um, spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. The, the torment in what I can do, um, uh, you know, the torment of uh, the perfectionism as, as I, you know, have been doing it to myself and probably others too, it's, um, it's just so precious to hear this paragraph and to hear all the shares today. So I'm very moved and um, thank you very much. Oh, lastly, so, you know, as I'm listening to all this, uh, one of the um, um, mind trainings in the, in, that I um, am familiar with is, you know, starting to see that person who was such a trigger to me as my spiritual teacher, you know, blessing that person as my spiritual teacher. So, um, I thank you very much. God bless. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Tenzin. Raquel, can you keep it under two minutes? Then you could share or you can wait. Raquel? Hi. Yeah, I will. And if you okay. will, you will. I, I'll set my I will time. I time you. you okay. Go ahead. This is very exciting discussion what we're having here. What a wonderful tapestry of, of opinions and, and sorting this out where we need perfection, in what area, and where it is progress, and all the different natures of people, how they, well, what should I tell you? It's amazing. God was holding Bill's hand when he was writing. So, <clears throat> about this perfection business, one thing I want to say, <clears throat> there was an article um, in the uh, Psychology Today that said perfectionists succeed in spite of their perfectionism. <clears throat> and it explained very, very well how this perfectionism is um, <clears throat> causing us to work, to to act like like uh, heating a house with uh, heating the house with the windows open. You know, a lot of my energy went a lot of times on really getting this perfectly and fixing it. And I must say, the good news is that somewhat has I've I've gotten relaxed with that. But it took all of nine years, five months, and five days, you know. So it says these things come true for us, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, sometimes for me very slowly. And if God has patience with me, then who am I to doubt him? So what is happening is beautiful that I see almost like mm-hmm. <clears throat> somebody who translated from from uh, from German at the end mm-hmm. of a book of... Uh, Yes, I, I wrap up. He was translating from German to say to a patient that after the whole book is finished, now he can start changing his nature. And he said, and now we can please to begin. God is saying to me, Raquel, 
Now we can please to begin with the abstinence in place, taking care of your rotten character. Thank you very, very much for being there. I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Everybody. Um, so I want to thank everyone who shared. And the share ID for today's meeting, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 11420. 11,420. And we're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, a vision for you, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Rachel W. please read that for us? Rachel W. Have we lost you, Rachel? Well, Lisa B., are you still there? This is Lisa B. You need me to read? Yes, I'll be happy yes. to. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.